This episode of Nintendo Power Block is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support Nintendo Power Block and the Boss Rush Network, head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash network and see which tier is right for you. Thanks for your continued support. Hello everybody, welcome to Nintendo Power Black here on Bosch Rush Media. I'm your host, the Light Excited Eddie V. Joining me is the one of the only busman himself, Mr. Corey Deering. Hello, good sir. Hello, Ed. Welcome uh, to the recording of Nintendo Power Block uh, on this wonderful Tuesday evening. Hooray! Yes, I, I, I keep changing it. I, sometimes I'll say a network, sometimes I say game, sometimes I say media. Yeah, I know Whatever, it's, it's all the same. <laughs> Whatever, it's all the same. Who cares? Who's keeping track? Who's to say? Uh, you know, who's, who's to say? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, wow. What a week it has been, everybody. Uh, it's gotta, only Tuesday. What do you mean? Yes. I, I, I know. We just we recorded gotta, two of these. <laughs> I know that. Uh, but what I'm saying is, is that um, with... Uh, the power world nonsense going on and all of that with the Pokemon company and stuff and it's just like uh the video game discourse it's always a interesting one uh to say the least um but I uh I have no voice in that battle I'll let them fight that out in their thing but I will say that I did pre-order my ace attorney uh, Apollo Justice today, and I'm super excited to pick it up Thursday. Nice. Um, that they had a physical at uh, my local Best Buy. Because um, I didn't, I, I think when the first, uh, when the Phoenix Wright Collection, when it first came out, I think I could only find it digitally. Nobody was carrying it physically around here. So, Did, yeah. I don't know. I stopped caring about the physical games recently. So. <laughs> You know me. I get I get what I like if it's a physical, and if mm-hmm. not, then oh well. Oh well. Look, here's the thing. Uh, well, I guess I can't say that about Nintendo, but if you if Sony or Microsoft ever goes out of business and their store shuts down, I think there's some a bigger issue with the world going on. Like I don't know, some sort of alien invasion or, uh, you know, Walking Dead situation so (laughs) (laughs) uh i'll let that happen when it happens yeah um i know infinite wealth comes out this week but uh i think i'm gonna wait until um february to get it because i'm trying to finish up judgment uh lost judgment i'm trying to finish that up um and then pick up infinite wealth i i gotta finish dragons of seven though uh or the first like a dragon um, which I do. So too many, for. too many yakuzas out there. Yes, too many, too many yakuzas, too many dragons, too many, too many. Too yeah, I many. mean, right now I think it's like the first uh, game over ninety. I don't know if Metacritic changed theirs, but um, no, uh, it's a ninety-one, it right? I Nin- think right now. Yeah. As of yes. earlier today, it was sitting at a ninety-one. So, yeah, good for them. I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know what ticket eight is sitting on, but um, I think it's in the high eighties right now. Yeah, I mean, I to be honest with you, Corey, we literally got four bangers like of game reviews. Um, yeah. uh, with Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown, Ticket Eight, uh, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, and Apollo Justice got a really good review, and uh, another collection. Uh, um, another cold collection is also doing pretty well. Um, it did pretty well in the reviews and stuff. Um, which I I can't believe when they when I found out who the developer was for that game, I was just like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> mm. So, mm. well, you know, you know what they say, Ed. You know what they say. I don't what know they what say? they say. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I I say I say we just move along. Just move yes. along. We're gonna walk this way. Yes. Well, uh, everybody, we're gonna get into some housekeeping for this episode, of course, um, because we got a lot to cover, uh, for this episode. So, uh, we're gonna talk about our PAX East 2024. Nintendo Power Block and the Boss Rush Network are headed to PAX East. You will be able to find us roaming the show floor. So, if you're there, come say hi. We will be covering the event as part of the media, demoing games, conducting interviews, and recording a podcast or two live from the event. So, make sure you keep your eye on Boss Rush, keep your eye on BossRush.net and our YouTube channel for that PAX. Uh, for that, why am I messing up? Pax East know. is take <laughs> Pax East is taking place in Boston, March twenty first to through the twenty fourth. So get your batches now and come say hi. Um, uh, and then everybody, our Patreon website and YouTube. If you want to support Nintendo Power Block and the Boss Rush Network, you can head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Rush Network, where you can get our supplemental show, Expansion Pass, two weeks early, and ad-free and other perks like early access to other podcasts, voting rights, and more at the tier that's right for you. Again, that's patreon.com slash Rush Network. Ed, I got my, I got my business cards. Got my business cards. I got my got my T-shirt. I got my hoodie. Yes. I'm ready to yes. go. Got my. I, I'm ready to go, man. Ready now. I'm ready to ready to hand these suckers out. They turned out pretty good. Uh, I got to get my uh, my stuff, everybody, because I'm trying to go to Pax East now. Uh, so better better hurry up. <laughs> Yes, so the Power Block hopefully crew will be in there. Hope hopefully all of, uh, most of Boss Rush will be in the building, and we cover a lot of um of the event and make sure that we get you guys a lot of good context and stuff. Um, yep. very excited about so. these business cards. Ed. they look really good. Dude, when you text me about them, I'm like, ah, I need one of these. I'm like, these are amazing. I love them. <laughs> yeah, it looks really good, man. They they turned out really good, except I didn't angle the podcast or the the Pow Block podcast logo, but whatever, it's fine. That's fine because it's it's angled like on the on the new box art and on the logo designs and everything. Mm-hmm. It's it's slightly angled to give it more of a three D look, but it's not angled in the business cards. But I don't care. It looks fine. Ah, that's good. 
It's fine. I bet. I I mean, if I didn't say anything, I bet 99.99% of people who listen to the show and saw mm-hmm. that business card wouldn't even notice. So whatever. Uh, yeah. Well, Corey, how about we get into Snatendo? I suppose. I suppose we could do that. By the way, Ed, store. Yes. I need to add the store to the housekeeping stuff, but the store it's got a lot of good cool stuff on it now. Let's see. There's over 50 designs on the store now. Yes. Which is I was exciting. I was listening to our latest episode of Nintendo Power Block, which you guys could check out. And <laughs> you mentioned that you hit the limit of 50 items being added to the store. Yeah. Yeah, they uh you're only allowed to upload 50 designs in a 24-hour period apparently. And uh and I had to delete some because some of them were screw-ups, but I still had to like <laughs> they still counted. <laughs> So there's 47 designs on the store right now, including all the new logos for the Boss Rush podcast and After Dark and uh, Power Block podcast. And they all have different color schemes. And, and you know, if you want a heritage shirt, you can get one of those. If you want a, you know, pride shirt or a trans rights shirt or a women's uh, women in gaming shirt, it's all up there. Very happy. I my I like the women in ga- in gaming pink gradient shirts. Yes, I would really like one, but I don't know if it would be weird if I wore one of those or not. But they look eh. really cool. So, I think I'm gonna buy. I think I'm gonna buy one. Uh, definitely for uh, is it like in March, like Women's Day or something in March? I don't know. Uh, I have to find out when that day in or in support of women. Because we support women here. I support everyone. Yes. Uh, but Corey, uh, anything in particular you've been snacking on? Ah, uh, yes, snack tendo. The uh, so we, I we had Chipotle this weekend and it was really delicious. It was so good, man. And I actually had mm-hmm. some like we had a gift card, so we got the guacamole this time. It was maybe only the second time I think I've ever had their guacamole. Mm-hmm. It was really good, like really good, and I was kind of shocked. But I got the carne asada steak with some, uh, you know, some some veggies and some corn and some beans and extra cheese and hot salsa, and it was delicious. Delicious, good chipotle. The, nothing beats good chipotle. It's when chipotle's bad that you're like, Ugh, my gosh. And yeah. uh, up until very recently, our Chipotle has been more miss than hit. And it's like, well, do I want to go today? I don't know if I want to go to Chipotle today, <laughs> you know. Uh, also, it makes a difference when you stand in line instead of order it online, it seems. Um, really? So there's that as well. Yeah, here at least. Uh, I know. I normally have to order online uh, to get a deliver. I, I, I didn't think... I don't know if I ever told you what happened with my Chipotle order. Um, no, but am I about to hear about it? Uh, uh, no, I'll I'll share it. Share it. Uh, well, it's not. It's not. It don't have to deal with nothing with Chipotle themselves. It had to deal with DoorDash, and I was 
Oh, so uh, don't blame it on Chipotle if it's not on Chipotle. Blame it on DoorDash. Well, well this is the thing about it. So they eat I, Chipotle? No. So I ordered my Chipotle, and I said deliver my order to uh, my job, you know, to actually come in my job and deliver it to me. And this man decides to take my order, already hot, fresh and hot, ready to go, take my order, come to part of the store still outside where the handicap section is at, put my food on the ground, take a picture, and then walk away. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I'm steady in front of him outside. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I need to report this dude to. That's funny. I was just like, why would you put my food and my drink on the ground? I'm standing in front of you so you could take a picture. That's pretty funny. I was just like, oh, I need to. I'm like, and so I, I was just like, you know what? It's Sunday. I'm going to give God the praise and I'm going to let it be. If this happened happened again, I'm going off on DoorDash. They would would be getting a long uh, letter Mm. or phone call or something. I I would definitely be like, yeah. I like this person. It's not funny, but it's kind of (laughs) funny. I mean, this person right here. Well, because the way that if you if you would have seen it, you might have thought it was kind of racist of what he did, mm. compared to it being a service. Just, uh, mm. So I was just like, yeah, I, yeah. DoorDash was going to get some words, and I had to tip you. Yeah. Well. That's 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 the risk you have to take, though, Ed. That's that's the risk. I have to take. Well, I can't, I can't leave the store if I'm the only manager. Well, that's fair, but still. So, so it's just like, how do you override what I've written? What what gave you authority to not come in the store to hand me my food? I don't know <laughs> that people do it. I don't know why the story is so funny, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> Because it's me. Yeah, it's true. You, you, See, anything that involves you is about is probably like ten times funnier than it has. Oh, to be. Just because it's you and no one else. <sighs> oh, thanks, Ed. Thanks for making me laugh tonight. It's been Ooh. stressful, but I feel better now. Thank you. You're supposed <laughs> to support me. I am. I'm laughing with you. Oh wow. <laughs> That don't sound like a laugh with me. Sure, I am. <laughs> okay. Uh, but well, like for me, I had a um, cheddar and roast beef sandwich from my local uh, grocery store. Um, I put I you were a dollar. Say Arby's. I got, got real uh-uh. excited. Actually, for Arby, I did have mozzarella sticks today from Arby's. Mm. And for the first time, um, I tried their fried macaroni and cheese bit bites, because uh, they got their two for their uh, two for seven cheddar deal, where mm-hmm. you get like a beef and cheddar, the macaroni, or uh, there was one more. There's one more item on there, um, 
So I, I I got the sandwich and the bites, um, and then I order a side of uh, uh, fried mozzarella sticks. Uh, so uh, oh, man. their mozzarella sticks are so good, uh, dude. Yes, they are. Uh, I got so, I got to I got to tell you, man. In a week, I'm gonna be or in two weeks, I'm gonna be eating real nice. Yes. I'm so excited because you know. Disney food is the best food. Not all, the time, actually, but sometimes. Uh, actually, in two weeks? No, not two weeks. Well, after after this week, uh, part of my ne- part of my work week next week is going to be at a different store. Uh, and I just found out like they're like a small store, and they only open until like six p.m. So I'm going to be there for four days. I'm going to be at my store for one day. And then I have the weekend off while my uh, store manager is on vacation in February. Because uh, I think you leave the week after, Corey. Uh, I leave in 12 days. In 12 Sunday days. the 4th is when I leave. So. <laughs> which is fun which is funny because that weekend I'm off. That Saturday, Sunday I'm off. Shocker. So I was just like, yes. I'd and say we should do something Saturday night, but no, we're not. No. Nope. You probably got you probably gotta be up early to get to the airport on time. No, actually our our flight doesn't leave till like two. So we don't In the have afternoon? To be, we don't have yeah, we don't have to leave here till like eleven. So, ah, that's exciting. Because it's just how many people are going? Like, how many people? It's me, yeah. my wife, my two kids, and then my parents are going. So just the six of y'all. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Oh, that's gonna be so exciting. Before you, uh, I think I, hmm, I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do Saturday night. Maybe I'll go to Galloping Ghosts get some games. Well, hmm. Corey, uh, I really didn't uh, like. Yeah, that's pretty much all I eat. And I uh, the fried macaroni bites they were like, uh, or mac and cheese bites were like the only new thing that I had. I didn't really have anything like big yet. Uh, my store manager did tell me about new. Like sushi place that she wants me to try out, so I'm gonna try that out uh, another day. And stuff. Mm. I was going, I was gonna go today, but um, I had to go in and help with the truck at work today. So just like, mm. yeah, I'm not gonna go. So. Yeah. Well, everybody, it's time for us to talk about what we be, what we've been playing and play with power. And I've been playing um, Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown on Switch. Um, I mean, it's really, really good. It feels, it really feels different than a demo when you don't have those powers that they give you in the demo and stuff. Oh yeah, like, well, they want they want you to <laughs> experience the best part of the game, right? I mean, that's the demo. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, and I mean, it's definitely a uh, got that Metroid feeling, right? Where like, oh, now I gotta go gain these powers to feel like I did in the demo. Um. But yeah, yeah. Dude, that game is so good. Yeah, I just got the bow. Uh, so I, I just defeated the boar 
um, and then got got the bow and stuff. So now I'm trying to like it feels like I'm, I think I'm backtracking like to the beginning parts. Um, but like there's still more stuff that I got to do hmm. and everything. Hmm. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna get it on Switch, but uh, it was gifted. Uh, to me on Xbox, so I have chosen to play it there. Um, yeah. So that's why I'm playing it. But nice. it's real good. It's really good. Um, it, is, and then, it is an amazing video game. <laughs> it really is. And then uh, Lost Judgment is um, my second game that I'm playing, or my Xbox game that I'm playing, Um because I had those games with my sister for so long. I'm trying to work through them. And it's really weird because I'm just like, I'm not doing a lot of the side stories. I did, that's what I did even in Judgment and stuff, in a little bit in Immortals. Like, I kind of skipped the side stuff so I could get through the story, like the progression, like just on normal and stuff. And I think, like, when I get close to the end, I'll probably go back and do some of the side stuff and everything. Um, but yeah, just those two games is what I'm playing now. Um, my uh, another code recollection is still delayed, um, so I I gotta I just gotta wait. And they said if it's not there by February second, they're gonna refund me my money um, for it. So um, I don't know. Best Buy didn't get any copies, or Nintendo was late, uh, and I. I my only best bet is just like I have to go to GameStop, but because I know yeah. Target doesn't have it, and I'm just like, I just want to get the game and play it. Like I, I didn't know yeah. Nintendo would have a problem like this with this game. I th- I thought about getting it, but I I need to wait until I need I need to wait until I finish these other games before I buy any other games. Right? Like I have a ton of games mm. to play that I just need to you know, do that instead. So that's where yeah. I'm at at the moment. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of my series, series X stuff, like straight dedicated series X. Um, I think I'm all cut up, caught up with that. Uh, besides like Halo, well, not Halo infinite. I, I just need to install that to finish that game. Huh. Then I got to the halfway point of the story and then just stopped. That's fair. So, uh, but what you've been playing with Power Corey? Uh, I've really just been grinding away at Super Mario RPG because I need to finish it by Friday so we can get ga- uh, video game book club out for patrons on Sunday. So, <laughs> uh, by the time you hear this and you're a patron, good news, uh, there's a new book club for you. It's called Super Mario RPG. Uh, yes. So yeah, I'm very uh, I'm having fun with it. It's definitely uh. I don't know. It definitely starts off super slow, but I definitely have been enjoying it as I've been progressing through it because Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. It's just. It's very, very clearly classic RPG, Super Nintendo RPG, and they did not. They just didn't. um, What do you call it? Do any kind of real. What do you want to call it? Changes, quality of life changes, I guess you would say, in a in a 
not in a meaningful way, but just more of a, hey, um, you're going to play the, through it the way we intended in 1995 or whenever this game came out, and uh, you're going to like it. And it looks prettier, but you're going to like it. <laughs> uh, so I found a lot of, I found the Link is Sleeping Easter Egg. That was fun. Um, and so, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that I'm enjoying. I think the story is definitely a little uh, wanting for more. Um, is it like but, very 90s? Kind oh, of. So it's basically, hey, we put Mario in, RPG, in an RPG. Hope you enjoy it. If you don't, well, that's your problem, I guess. Um, so, you know, it's very simple. But like I said before, it's definitely the it definitely feels like the legacy moved on to Mario and the Mario and Luigi games. Mm -hmm. um, more so than more so than even Paper Mario, I would say. Wow. Okay. Uh, but I've also been playing Prince of Persia, um, which is very good. But I've kind of I, I, I have kind of put all my other games on hold. Which, which sucks because I saw the update for Disney Dreamlight Valley today when I turned my switch on because the new Star Path stuff starts tomorrow. Ah, oh, uh, nice. I saw the update go out today and I'm like, oh, I need to, I need to, I need to do something with this, but it's still, uh, I have to press pause. That'll be my plane game though. Dreamlight Valley. That's what, I was, game. that's what I was about to say. But on my plane list, Ed, I also have I need to finish Link's Awakening. Yes. <laughs> on vacation. <laughs> I need to finish uh, Super Mario 3D World and yes. Bowser's Fury on vacation. Yeah. And I need to finish New Super Mario Brothers on vacation before I go move on to really dive deep into Mario Wonder. Those are the three games on vacation on my list. Will I finish them? Ah. I have no idea. Am I going to try? Yes, very much so. So, uh, especially because I anticipate we'll be taking some breaks and some, you know, I mean, we have a five and almost three year old, right? I mean, we're going to, it's not like we're going at the park open and leaving at park close, right? So, um, yes. All right. If you want to see how you can become a Patreon producer, head on over to patreon.com slash network. The Patreon producers for this month are Adriel Munger, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santilin, and Todd Oxtra. Thanks for your continued support of the Boss Rush Network and our family of podcasts. So, Corey... How about we get into some Femi news? Yes. Yeah, sure, we can do that. Um, yeah, let's let's do that. Let me open the dock here. Um, I found out that Final Fantasy VII Advent Children Complete is coming to movie theaters before the uh, Rebirth come out, and um, I I think I'm gonna try to go see it. Uh, in our thing. I don't yeah. think I've seen like the complete version. I think I only just seen when they when it first came out. Oh. 
let me I'm switching spots here real quick. Um all right. Here we go, Ed. Our first story comes from bossrush.net. Uh from uh Stephanie Klimov wrote this story about the limited edition Joy-Con color celebrating Princess Peach Showtime. Um for those who don't know the with the re- this is this is also includes a tweet from Nintendo of America with the release of Princess Peach Showtime on March 22nd a set of pastel pink Nintendo Switch Joy-Con controllers will be available at select retailers and my Nintendo store for a limited time. Uh they're pink, they're very 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 pink. Um I don't know how much more pink you could get, but they're they're, they're like uh bubblegum pink, not Kirby mm-hmm. pink everybody. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I don't. I mean, cool. I guess if you want pink Joy Cons, have they ever had pink Joy Cons? They had pink Joy Cons at one point, right? Like in nope. Really? I thought they. Mm. I thought they came out with like a whole pastel line that was like they, the green and like when Animal Crossing came out a couple years ago. They did like pastel stuff, but only for likes um, um, uh, what's the Squid Game? Um, Splatoon. Splatoon, yeah. The Squid Game. Not the Netflix show, everybody. <laughs> yeah, not the Netflix show. Uh, Splatoon, yeah. Which I think Jeez. which which I think people go and pair it like, oh, this is my Valentine uh, kind of Joy-Con. Because I think people are going to probably take the pink and the red ones and pair them together to have that look mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but Speaking I of think- Joy-Cons. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, was the March twenty second, uh, the first announcement of the release date for the game? It must be because it just said twenty twenty four on the on the um in the whenever they revealed it. Okay, so we actually got a first date for a Nintendo game. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make sure though. Hold on. Um, well, maybe it's coming in April. I don't know. No, it has to be uh, March because Mario Donkey Kong is coming. Princess out. Peach Showtime, March twenty second. Yep. So this seems to be either they revealed it somewhere else that we missed, or this is confirmation. That I think it's, it's confirmation. Yeah, I think it's confirmation because I think when we had the last direct and it was showing like uh, costumes and stuff, um, I don't think it had a date yet. So I think we just got an announced date for today. Um, so I'm assuming that in ooh, then this must be leading up to a Nintendo Direct next March. month. Well, there's two. Uh, let's see. We have our January game with another code, right? Yeah, that's the January game. February has two games, right? It has Donkey, Mario Donkey vs. Kong, Kong, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, and then it has. Hold on, was January the one with two games? Oh, I, no, I think just... I was kind of counting Prince of Persia as one. Maybe. Yeah. Hold on. I'm looking real quick. So another code recollection was January 19th, which, man, every time I see that game, I just want to play it. I think it looks really cool. I think that character looks interesting. You know what really did it for me was that key art that they put out to celebrate the release of the game. Yeah. Or the collection, I guess. Um, uh, what? Uh the, you remember that story we talked about Nint- Nintendo working with other companies and mm-hmm. everything? Um, I think this is one of them. 
because where Arc System works. They've never worked where Arc System works, ever. So I was shocked that they were the ones that developed it because I'm like, of course, Arc System works makes a lot of fighting games. But then when I was just like the person who worked on, who used to be at Sync and work on Hotel Dusk, um, Mm-hmm. Is uh worked on this project because I think he was on the original project uh for 3ds or DS and stuff. Um, so I was just like, could Arc System Works be doing the Hotel Dust one and two collection for Switch? My mind started running racing there, and I'm like, I hope mm-hmm. they do, <laughs> and I, you know, and everything because if they could, if they could do it. Man, I would be super excited. Plus, we never. Plus, that's another game that we here in America didn't get. We didn't get the second uh, um, Hotel Dust, even though they named it something different before. Uh, um, like it released in the UK, but they closed after they released the game. Sing did so. I'm like, come on, Nintendo. I'm like, I, I, I would love for that to happen. I'm like, if y'all working with Arc System Works. I want to see what y'all going to be having them do, which are IPs in the future. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'll get another code. Maybe that'll be my vacation game. Maybe. We'll see. I'm ex- I I really want to play it, but these Joy-Cons... Uh, I need new Joy-Cons, by the way. My blue ones are shot. Mm-hmm. My blue ones that I have been using since launch are finally yeah. shot. I mean, they're six and a half years old. My white ones are like, they're like my prestige pair. So I don't like to use them when I don't have to. They're like, they're like for display only. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My gray ones are shot with for my launch switch. My Zelda ones are my other prestige ones that I don't want to use. I need it. I need a new set of Joy-Cons. I was. Then I went. To, I was like, "Yeah, this this might be a good time to get those." And I went to go look. I forgot that a set of Joy Cons is eighty dollars. Yeah. Why are they still eighty dollars? It's Nintendo. I know. I know the answer, but <laughs> God, eighty dollars. That question. You just got to get that that reaction out your system. <sighs> Dude, I still I still got the right ones from my OLED still attached to my Switch. Like I've I. Like they're still there. Only time I yeah. used them or anything. It well, that's was that's nice. what I use. That's what I use when I'm at home. Are the white ones, right? Right. I guess you're over here. I guess, but you're over here on my on my <laughs> setup. You're over here, but yeah. the camera's over here. So <laughs> I was showing you like you were looking over there. Um, I use my white ones at home, but like I don't. I don't like to use the white ones because like, not that I'm a dirty person. Or like we're dirty people, but sometimes right. white just gets dirty way too easy, which is why I don't like the PlayStation 5's white shell. But I'm not paying sixty dollars for to for a black one, you know? Yeah. Like, I, there there's something about white that is super pretty and super cool, but also like for a single person who cleans their house obsessively, and then not for people with two children under the age of six. <laughs> well, and and I, I know, I know, I think that's why I invest in a lot of the Joy-Cons, like the special dish. Like I got the two, my son, the Joy-Cons. I got the Xenoblade Chronicles uh, Joy-Con. Um, like I got, not Joy-Con, I'm sorry, Pro Controller, everybody. 
um i i got these pro controllers um like i got four of them i think um oh and i got the zelda one too for tears of the kingdom like mm-hmm. i got these pro controllers so i don't have to touch my joy cons in everything oh man mm-hmm. the pro i forgot about the zelda pro controller i i still never got one i'm really mad that i never got one of those she reminds is still in the case <laughs> what mm-hmm well, if you're not going to use it, Ed, um, there's someone on this side of the screen, that will, <laughs> you know, take it off your hands for you. Give it a home. Give it. Yeah. And then I got to have all my cool ones on display. <laughs> um, Shoot. I still got my uh, Tears of the Kingdom switch still in the uh, case. Of course you do. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, pink Joy-Con coming. Uh Hope everybody enjoys their pink Joy-Con. Uh, Can I say I'm really looking forward to this game after seeing more of the costumes and stuff. It seems super oh my gosh. fun. Did you, see, did you see Twitter thirsting over Cowgirl Peach? Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, come on. Like, is this is this where we're at now? Like, <laughs> oh my goodness! Gracious. I was just like, oh, I got to see it right now. I'm like, oh, that's gonna be more money for Nintendo. I like, did like on, guys. Come I did on. like the uh ninja ninja uh peach. Just like when she's attacking it's that big green glow and everything to slow down. I'm like, the mm-hmm. platinum help make this? I'm like what like this has this has some platinum to it. Someone helped develop this game. I just yeah. can't t- I can't tell who or say who uh until the game releases. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The internet, the internet, the internet is gross sometimes, guys. Come on, like just, all you, all you have to do is just say the internet and leave it at that. <laughs> Trust me, we all know. Oh, jeez. All right. Speaking of the internet, um, speaking of Prince of Peach Showtime, uh, trailer reveals Ninja Peach, Cowgirl Peach. Uh, quote: Players will battle enemies from the. Uh, footlights to the rafters, uh, taking on the role of of sword fighter, detective, a kung fu master, uh, pastier. Uh, but this is no ordinary adventure. It's going to take even more panache from Peach to bring this play to a triumphant final blow. As Ninja Peach, she will call upon her sneaking abilities as uh, as she uses shadows, shrubbery, and makeshift bamboo snorkels. Uh, to surprise and thwart her enemies on levels where she needs a little bit more brash cowgirl peach yeehaws into action her horseback riding expertise is matched only by her uh deftness with a lasso and you'll need both to make sure peach rides off into the sunset or at least on to the next scene um yeah princess uh cowgirl peaches are thumbnail by the way <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Look, I got to take advantage of these, you know, thirsty gamers. Okay. Uh, gosh, that bothers me so much. Um, I, I would like to. I, I, I would. Like, I probably have to make a top ten characters. This is a, this is a personal thing, everybody. Top ten characters that have like social media, like straight thirst over. God. God. Yeah. Um. What do you call it? The 
thirstiest characters. I don't know what you call them. I don't know what you right. say. Oh my gosh, I need to stop talking about this. This is giving me a headache. <laughs> uh, but Princess Peach Showtime looks cool. My daughter is oddly in like into like this game, even though she has seen barely nothing of it. Um, she saw some of the costumes and stuff, and she is like really into that stuff. And so maybe this will be something we play together. Yes. So. Oh, she loves Mario Kart and Mario Party. Makes me happy. Yes. Uh, all right. Ed, we're changing gears here. Um, so we had another round of layoffs this week. Uh, and it happened at Riot Games, which uh, they developed the hit PC title League of Legends. And there are a bunch of spinoff games on the Nintendo Switch Uh like RPGs and Metroidvanias and stuff like that, that are all actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they laid off 11% of their workforce. Uh, there's actually an article on bossrush.net about this as well. Uh, man, you know what would be great is if we wrote enough news all the time to where we could just go to our website and report the news. Um, so, yeah, they laid off uh, a little bit over 530 employees, which I think the last count I saw was 532. Um, and yeah, man, it's uh, it's a crazy amount of layoffs. Uh, the laid off employees will receive a healthy benefit package, which includes a minimum of six months of severance pay, a cash bonus equal to the uh, their individual 2023 performance bonus target, Payments to cover the loss of health benefits and preservation of their stock and some stock options. Um, And then, you know, you can go to their website. Their website made a statement and gives all the details and stuff. Uh, But. You know, the teams affected were the the teams affected. uh, But development will not be affected on League of Legends, Valorant. Uh, Team Fight Tactics, League of Legends, Wild Rift, which is the mobile version, and their R and D department. So, I don't know. know it's, uh, this this isn't over. The layoffs and the studio closures are not stopping. I mean, we've already heard from this Unity, Discord. We've heard Embracer may have closed a couple studios that we don't know yet. Um, Steel, yeah. Who is the other studio? Who is the other studio that laid off, laid people off? Uh, I know Unity. I know Twitch did some. Uh, that's about all I know at the sign. And then just and with Riot coming in, uh, I know Free Radical, the people who were making Time Splitters, they were the last studio who got closed um, and laid off at Embracer. So I'm like, who else does Embracer have? Um, I mean, we know who they have. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. This is, this is, this is about to get real ugly real fast. I I know, uh, someone, someone wrote, it's, uh, it's not a surprising thing to me, um, that the, CEO of Riot wouldn't take a pay cut but prefers to lay off people so to save money and, and everything. 
And I'm just like, I read that. And I'm just like, man, still to this very day, Iwata is the only person who took a pay cut so that they could, so the employees at Nintendo could still keep working. Yeah, like, I, I under, I understand that argument, um, but also the on a publicly traded company, especially in the Americas, hmm. their pay comes from all sorts of places, not just the company. And I think people don't understand that, right? Like it comes from shareholders and stock options. And, you know, it doesn't just come from, you know, like you and I, right? Yes. We Our money is based off of our pay. We get paid because our company gets paid and that money gets funneled into all these different places, including payroll, right? The CEOs... Yes. And like the top tier in public public traded companies, yes, some of their money comes from that, but also part of their money comes from other things as well. And so I think we need to, as, as much as I agree that some of these CEOs get paid way too much, right? Like, I especially when, when you see like someone lay off like, you know, Unity laid off 1,800 people or something, right? Obviously, their CEO left and they're going through a major restructure, but just for example, like, right? Like Activision like, with Bobby and Kodak, then, he just, he had all, he was getting, like, yeah, him and that, the CEOs was getting, getting paid with all that money, but that's the example, though, right? Is like, right, yeah, yeah, sure, part of their pay came from this, but their pay also came from like stockholder bonuses and stockholder whatever you know all these other different places and so like i think we gotta be careful throwing that excuse around but also mm. partially is true um man i'm i'm on game i'm on <laughs> i'm on game informers website right now and i'm just looking at these layoffs uh ptw a support studio that works on capcom and blizzard games lays off 45 people thunderful group the company behind 2023 steam world build lays off roughly 100 people um, Dead by Daylight Studio Behavior Interactive has reportedly laid off 45 people. Lords of the Fallen publisher CI Games lays off 10% of its staff. Um, it's just like uh, Gothic, uh, Elix, uh, Gothic, Elix 2 Dev Piranha Bytes, uh, addresses studio closure rumors. Don't write us off yet. We're still here. Um, uh, it's just like, what is going on? Like, it's it's just gonna get worse before it gets better, man. And I feel bad for everybody. I did see people at Activision and Blizzard and Bethesda all tweet out, say, "Hey, we have job openings. If you are affected by any of these layoffs, you know, mm -hmm. which is good. I'm glad people are reaching out. Right? It's just it's really sad to see this stuff, man. Also, like Riot, Riot is like they've been a weird company in terms of like. I don't know. Remember like maybe seven or eight years ago, they had that whole dude bro controversy going on yeah. thing over there. And it's, there's something weird going on with riot. I don't, I think I don't, since... I don't know what it is and I don't really want to know because they just seems like a weird company to work for. But I think ever since like those lawsuits and that controversies came, came out and stuff. Um, we didn't know how much it was hurting the business or if it was hurting the business, but it's, but League of Legends just, it's just something that 
um, people just stop talking about. It's just stopped being po- uh, popular in uh, the it's public still the eye. biggest MOBA in the world, though. Yeah, it it is, <laughs> but it's kind of like even it, it's it's went the way of WoW in a sense, World of Warcraft, where it was big at one time. It was always in your face. And then it literally just has fallen off or anything. As, well, as yeah, in, well, I mean, I think they, I think they started seeing that though, and that's why Valorant exists, and that's why they started mm-hmm. investing in all these smaller spinoff games to hopefully, you know, people. I mean, it's it's the same thing that Bungie is going through now, right? Where like, right, Bungie was at the top of its game, I would argue, three separate times, right? And mm-hmm. now they've hit rock bottom, and they don't have another product the way that riot does right with valorant or these smaller projects they they have destiny right marathon's right. coming but it's not here yet it's not making them any money right mm-hmm. um yeah. you know they're not making any money off of old halo games because microsoft makes money off the old well, halo games uh it's their ip so it, it's... and and you know what what i think bungie needed to do what riot is doing which i think riot made the smart move uh but at the end of the day also like the hiring spree over covid when borrowing money was free and you thought you thought you're going to see growth because you're investing in all these people and all these all this product and uh at the end of the day you don't hit your goals because reasons right and then mm-hmm. interest rates go up and the money you have to pay back starts costing money and you have to cut corners somewhere and you're not going to cut off your products because that's what's going to make you money. So you, you know got to cut the people. And I mean, I, the sad reality is, is that's just how business works. I'm not yeah. a business person by any stretch of the imagination, but like, I think you have to look at all these different factors and be like, it, it makes sense from a business perspective. If you aren't digging into the behind the scenes stuff, the drama, the infighting, you know, all that aside, like, from point A to point B, you make a list. This, it's a business. You have to make money. You have to cut somewhere, whatever. Again, I don't know what's going on at Riot. I don't know what's going on inside the studio with the lead, the leadership there, whatever. Right? They're not right. as open about it as Bungie has seemingly been, or ex Bungie employees has seemingly been. Right? Um, but. I, I feel bad for everybody. I hope they all land on their feet. Um, I mean, if they worked on League of Legends or Valorant, I'm sure they're going to land on their feet somewhere, right? Mm, yeah, um, they'll find something. Like, yeah, Microsoft will pick them up. Well, I, I mean, I don't know about that, but I mean, I mean, well, maybe. I mean, I guess Bethesda. Bethesda's obviously looking for people to promote and work on games, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Activision is always looking for somebody to fill a Call of Duty hole. So, right. Um, Anyways, let's move on to the next story. And not really a new story, but an interesting piece that went up. Um, Prince of Persia, the Lost Crown dev, would love to make a Zelda game um, in the vein of Zelda 2, either a remake or a uh, spinoff, which would be interesting. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that, but I think Zelda 2 is actually one of the games that probably deserves a remake the most. Oh heck yeah! I don't even need it to be three D. I could keep Zelda two in two D, but it's just a lot of that needs to be fixed. That mm-hmm. whole 
game needs to be fixed. Um, yeah. Because of, like, definitely with the weapon, the hit detection for for stuff, um, places where you need to go. Uh, it does the Final Fantasy thing where it, uh enemy comes and it zooms in. And it was just, like, that kept happening every five to ten steps. Like, it was... A, Zelda 2 is... It's the questionable content of the Zelda franchise for me. I don't even worry about the CDI games, but it's like Zelda 2 is literally like on my low list. So to see Ubisoft wanting to do a remake, um, I mean it's Zelda 2. I would I would let them do that, right? I mean, with would Miyamoto be involved? I don't know. It's my question. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I don't really care either way. It's not. I, I think Miyamoto is kind of like. I think Miyamoto is kind of on. I don't want to say he's on his way out. He's a legendary game designer, but he's also in his 70s, right? He probably I mean, he I, I'm sure he has that um, kind of the respected icon slash window desk job, right? Where maybe Nintendo is starting to move past him, which I mean, we've seen that time and time again with the games that have been coming out, right? That he's not really involved in, but you know, they give him his little side projects. He works on, you know, stuff like Pikmin and, uh, you know, but he's not involved in Mario anymore to, you know, to a great degree or Zelda, right? I mean, Anuma's barely, involved in Zelda either, right? I mean it's mm-hmm. it's the new batch. It's the Skyward Sword team is still <laughs> what who's running Zelda now. So I don't know. And and I don't want that to be like sound negative about Miyamoto. I'm just saying like I don't think it's, he's very involved a in a lot of he's he's in the producer role. He's in the executive producer role. He's in the driver's seat, right? He's just uh getting the bus to the stop right and that's that's his role now and that's okay he's been he's been an an icon for 40 years and you know i think i think the less he does to tarnish that reputation the more iconic he's going to become long after he's gone so i I think you could see and that's why i say with pick before that i feel like his hands are in it like it feels like a miyamoto design Mm -hmm. game not saying that miyamoto was completely involved but it shows that he worked with that team directly like he really got with that team to make sure that what they did was great quality that's going to present fun that was going to challenge and you know bring ideas and stuff like and and i believe he meets a lot of those designers and developers and directors on the ground to be like okay you say this but how does this happen what happened if you did this and you know he probably challenges them a lot to be like okay here's the challenge that i present to you with this new idea that you have Da, 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 da. And then how do you overcome it and how do you implement? Like, I think Miyamoto still has uh, some involvement, but like you said, not like big involvement. Like, but Pikmin 4, it really has his influence in there and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I bet you he probably, he probably goes to these developers and plays their stuff and asks them questions and everything. Like, that's one thing Nintendo, uh, 
directors and producers and a lot of them who came up in the uh, 80s and 90s and 2000s making games, they come up because they've been through that stuff. And so when they get their hands on, they want to make sure that what that team is presenting is to the highest quality, that it is fun and it makes sense and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Zelda 2, maybe that'd be neat, but we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm fine for it. I just would like to know if Miyamoto's involvement would be in it. That's all. Yeah, I don't know, man. Not sure. I am not sure. But Ed, so with the news, that was it's pretty. Uh, there's not really a lot of news out there right now. Um, that's kind of worth exploring. Uh, I do want to note here, not not really anything to really discuss, but. Uh, the 3DS and Wii U online online play is ending on April 8th. So uh, they also announced today that there will be a tr- ability to tr- still or link your accounts to your Switch account um, up until that time. So if you have any unused eShop credits, you can switch those over and uh, use them on the Switch. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Uh they're doing that. Yeah. Um so yeah. That's uh that's where we're at. Let's see. Hey. Where are we at now? We are at uh okay, so the rumor mill, Ed. There's one last thing for Nintendo, mostly about Switch Switch's successor, which is what a lot of t- people are starting to use now, the term switch successor. Mm-hmm. Um According to an Atlas uh, insider, Sega is holding games for the Switch successor, including, but not limited to, Persona 3 Reload, which comes out in just a couple weeks on the Xbox and PlayStation, uh, and Metaphor Refantasio, which is also coming out this fall, uh, also rumored Yakuza, um, well, I guess Like a Dragon, uh, those games may be coming to the switch successor as well. Um, uh, I don't believe I think, that one. I don't care what you believe. You don't believe anything. So you also think we're getting arms too on the switch. So good luck. <laughs> hey, you the one that said we'll get arms too on the next the console. I do believe we will get a arm sequel on the next console because Nintendo usually releases one of each of their smaller franchises on each console. <laughs> Which usually soon. Oh, well, Splatoon got two of them on Switch. Oh, uh, so. well, Splatoon got Splatoon 2, which was Splatoon 1.5 remastered. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, Shay. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Shay. Uh, <laughs> also, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, I'm not surprised at this point if if people are really coming out and saying that the switch successor is coming out in September. Um, this would, this would make sense to have these games maybe spaced out in the launch window of that console. Right. Like uh, I think that would make sense. Also like, you know, persona always gets their quote unquote Royal edition or golden mm-hmm. edition. It would make sense, uh, you know, maybe if the switch, let's just say the switch successor comes out in September. If on the one year anniversary of Persona 3 Reload, it gets the 
maybe the Switch is the first one to get the Royal Edition, the Royal mm-hmm. Treatment. And that's the version that launches. Uh, and then Metaphor, maybe that's the one that launches with the console. And you kind of space them out four to six months apart. I think if we were if we were getting those games, I'm expecting we'll get them at 25 and not 24. Um, because I feel like those games, well, Persona 3 Reload is that's not Xbox exclusive, right? Okay. No, it's coming to Game Pass day one though, which is the big draw for Xbox players. But it's also coming on PS5. Okay. Yeah. Um. And their other game is is that multi-platform or just Xbox exclusive? Which one? That one. Metaphor. Uh, yeah. It's multi. It's multi-platform. Okay. Xbox has the marketing though. Okay, so they got the exclusive marketing. All right. I mm-hmm. thought they had the, some those. I thought uh, those two were exclusive to their system, for or time exclusive. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, Jakaza though, I no, that's not coming to Nintendo. I bet it does. No, the director of it of those he games. He said that about the Wii U seven years ago, Ed. <laughs> but he, but 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 because of also that director doesn't work at the studio anymore. So. Wait, what? When did he leave? Didn't they all leave to go form their own studio? No, they was they there. all left. I thought they were still there doing the Yakuza series. No, they all left to do their own thing. That's the this new one is done by not a completely different team, but it's definitely a new person directing it. I think because it's still RGG Studios, right? Yeah. Interesting. I think so. Unless I'm just totally making that up, I swear that's what I heard. I thought they still was was still there because he was just like, we'll never bring the Yakuza series to Nintendo because it's like a family kind of uh, system. It's a pure system. And we don't feel like an uh, M-rated game as ours should be on that system. In October, 20, uh, this, in October 2021, Sega announced that Nagoshi and Tatsuki Sato were leaving the company after decades working uh, working in it. Due to this, series producer and writer uh, Masayoshi Yokoyama would become the new studio head in place of Nagoshi, who was in the position since the beginning. Um, with this shift in leadership, the studio confirmed they were working on a sequel to Yakuza Like a Dragon. So yeah, 2021, they left. Interesting. I wonder when was that last uh I wonder when was that last interview then uh like I said not coming to switch I'm looking it up um this was IGN September of 2022 uh maybe hold on this no Hold on. Oh, we don't we don't want to be walking around in the daylight with everybody else. The Nintendo Switch is one of the most popular consoles in the world, and it's especially dominant in Japan. Home of uh, Ryu uh, RGG Studios Yakuza series, but don't expect to see the series on Nintendo's platforms anytime <coughs> soon. That was mm-hmm. September 14, 2022. Yep. Are you reading the IGN article? 
uh, I seen a quote on uh, Google, and then yeah. the stories underneath it. I mean, that's fine. I mean, the Switch isn't powerful enough to run the most recent games anyway. So unless mm-hmm. you can't, unless you can put the whole series there now, I mean, there's so many games, right? Unless you can put the whole series over there, why would you even bother at this point? It's like Xbox getting Kingdom Hearts three and then not the other games until three years later. <laughs> I still bought them all. <laughs> oh, like a loser. Uh, so, yeah, uh, if you are wanting these games on Switch, uh, better be saving up four hundred dollars plus tax and shipping for the next console, because that's what you'll be playing them. All right, last but not least, Ed, we're going to go to the other side. We talked a little bit about this on an upcoming expansion pass, and we talked a little bit about this in some other form. Mm -hmm. We haven't talked about it yet in terms of the order of people listening to things. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to talk a little bit about the Xbox Developer Direct. Not a lot, just a little bit, but I think they nailed it. Um, if you haven't seen it, uh, I did write a breakdown of this thing on bossrush.net. You can go look at it right now. It's also probably on my Twitter profile four or five different times because I was so excited about this thing. Uh, also, I was trying to get clicks. Couldn't be honest. I want to I be the top clicker. Um, but anyways, Ed, this developer direct, developer underscore direct, Yes. Was incredible. It was awesome. It was, it was everything I, I needed a. it to be. It, dude, this was this was a this was a huge win. The only blemish on this thing for some people was that Hellblade was not getting a physical edition. And I know you and I have already talked that point to death on later episodes mm-hmm. of Expansion Pass and stuff. Not gonna go into that. And that technically wasn't even during the direct, so whatever. This game or these these games all look fantastic. Even yes. Aura, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. from Oxide Games looks like an awesome kind of PC focused sim uh, civilization style game, which a lot of these uh, developers worked on civilization and other strategy games. Um, I just this I think I think they nailed it. Um, and even the surprise drop or the surprise well, I guess drop from Square Enix saying that Visions of Mana is coming to Xbox, which would be the first Mana game. Uh, also, <laughs> Xbox erroneously published a page on their website that said this was coming day and date to Game Pass, uh, which they quickly took down because I don't know if it was supposed to go up yet or not, or if it is or not. Uh, but that game also looks really cool. And so, I mean, what do you think of the direct? I get I thought it was wonderful of course i lost my mind seeing vision of mana like oh they're getting it which i uh, like in our earlier conversations about this um that you guys would be able to hear um was that i thought they were going to bring the like collection of mana to xbox um we 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 knew that this game got revealed at the game awards but we didn't know what consoles and everything was coming so to see xbox get it we're happy that happened avowed looks amazing uh, from an art perspective gameplay not so much It, it, it is what it is but goodness that game looks gorgeous with the colors um it it 
it has probably if that is the box art and i think it is it has one of the best box arts of 2024 started right now like i'm not going to i'm like uh shout out to that art director who was talking about it on uh uh talking about the colors and all of that stuff like just shout out to them with that hellblade is going to be very interesting a lot of people uh, which is a good thing for Microsoft because it was like, I think like $3 or $4 on Steam. So they've been making money. Like people have been buying that game on Steam. Um, so I think it's a possibility there's going to be a, uh, 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 jump, uh, player base, uh, with that game. People are probably going to be playing it, trying to get ready for it. Um, I, I know I'm doing a run through of that game in May before it drops, uh, on series X and, uh, in, in May, um, that game looks gorgeous. Uh, it looks, it's very dark though. Um, as in, it's a, if you look at, uh, if you look at Hellblade 2 and Avowed, you can see the contrast in the colors, uh, the color schemes that they're using, but, Hellblade is going for a more visual cinematic style uh, and everything. Like, it really looks good. Like, it looks... We talk about games that look like a movie. This looks too much even past a movie. Like, this doesn't look like no CGI or anything. Like, it they, it looked like they, they learned you <laughs> Unreal Engine 5 and taking it to the extreme. <laughs> like, it looks like no one's probably going to be touching it. So, I, I have a feeling that if the game comes out, uh, regardless of reviews, gameplay, sales, whatever, it may be the probably the number one most visual game of 2024. Like, no doubt, um, across all platforms. Um, so I'm happy for that. Indiana Jones in a great circle. The Harrison Forest likeness, they knocked it out the park. It was really good. I do worry about the first person whip kind of thing uh but if they as long as they give me that tomb raider feel and the puzzles are really good uh i'm down for it like uh i'm excited to play it um but it's not on my highly anticipated game list just yet like oh, i am going number two like, for me like I am going, like I am going to get it. Like, like I was, I was texting you, Corey, just like I'm going to get this game. Like, <laughs> there's no yeah. answer so much about it. Um, but it's just like okay, it's machine games. They always do a phenomenal job. I love them and everything. Um, but I'm gonna wait to what they have for E3 about it. Um, I'm gonna see what Nintendo also brings to the table. Uh, and in our discussion about on this topic, uh, I said personally, Nintendo could fall back and be literally a, have a support library or a filler filler library this year if they want to. Uh, right, Microsoft be the focus with those five games, uh, or four games that they show because right now they need a win and everything. And with the stuff that they showed us, the every, the way that all the developers broke stuff down, it's looking like a good year for Microsoft. And as a Nintendo player, if you own the Xbox or even PC and you play some Xbox stuff, you're going to be eating good, like straight, no lie, like. <laughs> Like I think Nintendo and Xbox and Microsoft probably gonna give us a buffet of goodness, <laughs> and we're gonna be fed. 
Like, mm-hmm. and and if they could deliver Nintendo, I think Nintendo's probably going to be the fun and Microsoft is going to be the narrative, like the very story driven stuff where it's going to have a lot of discussions about their games and, and everything. Um, and that's a great balance. I can't speak on Sony at this time, but just for the developer the, direct, I need this to be the same thing. Well, not the same thing, but I need to come with this energy and this hype when summer comes around. Like yeah. this developer direct was um like it was amazing. Like I I have no notes but, well besides aura, but that's a PC game that I a genre that I don't normally pay play. But it looks good and people are hyped for it, and that's what yeah. I love. Like this one was just this one was just like I'm focused on what they're saying. I'm focused on what what I'm seeing, and this is all I want. And and plus dates and stuff and. Hey, I'll take a, a fall to 2024. I'll take this. I'll take that. If y'all could, if they could stick to those dates and give it to us and actually release on time, I would be so happy. Right now, Hellblade 2 has a little concern for me, a little bit uh, at, at first. Because uh, I was just like, I feel like this game is going to get delayed just a few by a month or two and i hope it does i need i need this game to be the may game like the highlight may game i need it to be that because i need something for my series x that is completely straight for series x and s and everything like i that's what i need from microsoft but yeah other than that that's i'm uh, let's eat good on let's eat good on Xbox, and if if Nintendo and Sony could bring us also some hype and a great directs of their own set of plays and stuff, this first half it's it's not going to even be an argument who was the best show. It's going to be like what are we going to play, and mm-hmm. how 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 are we going to make time to play these games? So yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, my number one and number two most anticipated games of the year are on were in this direct, and Hellblade two being uh, number one, and Indiana Jones being number two. Uh, that's all. That's all I really cared about. Uh, Vi- uh, Visions of Mana looks awesome too. I wonder if it'll get a Switch release. Um, well, looks- and that was. That's 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 the one game I was just like I don't even. That was the one thing I was just like I don't even care if Nintendo doesn't get this on Switch. I'm I feel glad like they that will, I, though that Mana is pretty big in Japan, right? It I is. Mean, I mean, it's not huge, but it's bigger, right? Yes. And they're not they're not sitting in front of their TVs playing this. There, I mean, Trials of Mana, like that game was huge on Switch. Why wouldn't they put Visions of Mana on it? So. Uh, I mean, Probably it doesn't look so graphically. Bad. It doesn't look too graphically intensive either, right? I mean, no, it it's not beautiful, but it's... I, I think the thing with me with this one, it's just like I, I, I told uh, Chad Caselmo, uh, who works at Square Enix, um, I, t- I told him that like I'm super hyped for this game and everything, but I'm like this soundtrack, I. Of course, I would love to hear the soundtrack on the go with my Switch, but I'm like, I think I'm going to be too involved with the soundtrack on Xbox. Like, I'm going to be listening to this game while also playing it. I don't know the characters or voice acting or anything like that. But I'm like, this music sounds so good. 
and I think I'm going to just be enwrapped and just capture with it on Xbox mm. for me. So, like, my number one game became Vision of Mana and then Hellblade 2. Uh, Avowed is number three. Uh, and four is Indiana Jones. And then five will be Aura. Uh, but yeah. but those I mean, but the four gonna, games, those are mine. I'm going to be honest. I think Avowed looks cool, but I'm not interested just because I don't care for those types of games. I tried the Outer Worlds. I think mm-hmm. I think Obsidian has made some amazing incredible video games right south park stick of truth is an amazing video game uh nice little republic 2 is an amazing video game obviously uh pillars of eternity is something that they are super proud of and are held in high esteem right but like pillars of eternity right i always get those confused right it's pillars of eternity is theirs right i I gotta look this up now uh i gotta look this up now uh pillars of eternity is theirs yes okay oh. the other one that larian did before baldur's gate 3 i forget i always get pillars of eternity and whatever their crpg is mixed up and i'm glad i didn't mix this up this time uh and i don't know why it's so hard for me to um Divinity Original Sin is Larian's game. Okay. Uh, okay. I always get Pillars of Eternity and Divinity Original Sin mixed up. But, I mean, those games are held at high standard. Uh, from what I heard, Outer Worlds was incredible. You know, Fallout New Vegas is a lot of people's favorite Fallout game. So, I have no doubt this will be great. And I will definitely try it out because it will be on Game Pass. And um, But I I don't have any real urge and interest to play it um but man that key art is fire <laughs> yeah key artist. we need a dynamic theme of about like yesterday so yeah good. like i that's what i i want my xbox background to be like that yeah all right ed we're gonna move on to pack watch here uh there's only yes. one game coming out this week uh and that's uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Cursed Clash. Sure, it's a Bandai Namco anime game, uh, so you can check that out if you want. Oh. Master the Jujutsu of your favorite uh, favorite sorcerers and cursed spirits. Bring a friend and dive into the world of Jujutsu Kaisen in the action-packed two-on-two fighting game. Yeah, uh, Ace Attorney Apollo Justice is this Thursday also. Yeah, but we said that last week because it'll be out by the time this episode comes out. Oh. So, way to pay attention, Ed. Hey. Uh, but to just to cover our bases real quick. So, this is coming out on the 30th. Yes, on yes. the 30th, right? Yes. So, we have already recorded the episode that's coming out on the on February 5th and February 12th. Because I will be on vacation. And um, so I I will read the next couple weeks from... Uh, there's not much from that either. Uh, and we didn't read them on, the, on those. Uh, we actually missed a lot of things on those podcasts about housekeeping and all that. Which should have done a better job at keeping that going. But 
we had a good discussion of things, everybody. Did we? Uh, yeah. Let's see. Also coming out is, let's see. Uh, Arzetti, the Jewel of Faramore is coming out on the 14th. Uh, Tomb Raider. Oh, wait. I skipped a whole week, but that's because there's nothing on Switch coming out. Anyways, that week, uh, Tomb Raider 1 through 3 Remastered is also coming out on the 14th. Yeah. Mario vs. Donkey Kong uh, remake is coming out on the 16th, which is great. And then uh, that's uh, wow. Skull and Bones is still listed for Stadia on this on this list. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, I think Skull and Bones sounds fun. I know I'm in the minority of that, but whatever. Uh, and then Open Roads comes out on the 22nd, which will be after our next show back. So I'm uh, so interested in that they they're starting to talk about it. Uh, and what, I remember, yeah, because I mean, I. I don't know. Was it Latin? It was Pat. It was some uh direct or was it the Game Awards? I think it was the Game Awards that game got announced and then nothing came out for that game. Because yeah. me and Celeste was talking about it and everything. Yeah. Well, it has um. So it stars Carrie Russell and Caitlin Dever. Um. So that's uh. That's who is in it. It's also um, what's his name? Like uh, shoot, Steve Gaynor is is uh, let's see, da- Steve Gaynor is directing this game, although it's not going through Fulbright, which is his company. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a hundred percent sure how that's working. Um, they are going the team working on open roads detached itself from Fulbright and is now going by the title of open roads team. So I remember like Steve Gaynor kind of got in like some kind of he's really hard to work for type mm-hmm. of trouble. I don't know what that was or wasn't, so I'm not going to get into it here. Um, but gone home is, is, you know, kind of, it was the game that kind of kicked off the walking sim revolution. I would say it wasn't the first one. There's plenty before that, but it was the one that got the most notoriety and, uh, the story that it told. So, uh, they also did Tacoma, which was a couple years after that, which was the walking sim on the space station with some horror elements, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's where we're at here, and um, so maybe that maybe that's why it took long. Maybe I'm not sure, um, but at the end of the day, you know, I I'm sure. Look, man, in a high stress environment, people get heated and maybe say things or do things that they're not they don't mean or shouldn't say and not that that's an excuse, but it happens. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think, you know, the way people want to work these days, um, especially a younger generation seems to, uh, when somebody needs something done and they don't want to do it, seems to take it the wrong way sometimes. 
seemingly. And I do that too. Uh, but I try to, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's a, it's a situation. I don't know. Anyways, so what moving on. Change? I'm, I'm moving on. Well, Ed, what do you say we get in a question block? Yes. Well, everybody, it's time for question block. Corey, you some got of these the probably should have been, some of these probably should have been read earlier when we were talking about this stuff, but that's okay. I need to do a better job of putting the questions up in the stories that they revolve around if they are not just random questions here. Uh, our first question comes from our editor-in-chief, David Lasby, via Discord. He asks, will Power World put a dent in the universe for Nintendo? It seems like this could be a major shift in the future of gaming. Uh, could also force a legal battle that changes the landscape of AI. No. Not change the landscape for Nintendo. The Pokemon no. company is going to still make bank. Yeah. Like, it's, they just put I mean, how many games do you see on Steam become huge for like a you know a couple months and then I mean look at even something as big as Baldur's Gate right like right that game was huge on Steam for a month and then people moved on Valheim over the summer was that game uh I mean even Hogwarts Legacy to an extent was that game yeah um, I think this is and also like Power World is not a Pokemon game it's a it's a survival game. More, it's more like Minecraft with mm -hmm. Pokemon elements. Uh, and so I think you have to look at it through that lens as well. Uh, so I don't think it's going to do anything to Nintendo. I don't, I mean, Nintendo could go maybe go after them for monster designs, but also like games like Nexon and or Nexa, what's it called? Nexamon and Temtem exist. And those are yeah. straight up Pokemon clones, right? I thought Temtem was a Pokemon game the first time I saw it. Um, so I don't know if it'll cause. I don't know if there is any legal issue. I don't know if it'll get very far. So uh, the only legal issue is the person who did the Pokemon mod for it, like uh, well, YouTube taking. Yeah, taking that, that stuff's down. gonna get. That stuff's gonna get taken down. That's yeah. that's. Yeah, but it's but it's like. It they Nintendo really can't do nothing, but the Pokemon company has to do something because it's the Pokemon's IP. It's not Nintendo's IP. Like if the Pokemon company wanted to put their games on Xbox, they could because they own. Well, the they can't because Nintendo owns the majority stake. Well, yeah, but like if like they can if they put their games put on their PC card. and mobile, but they can't put them on the competing consoles. Is the agreement? But can they do with like Windows PC? Because that's not console. Yes, they technically could. The Pokemon trading card game is there. Pokemon Go Go is there technically. Right. Um. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of more complicated things than that. But technically, yes, certain Pokemon things can appear on PC, and they have. So, uh, but in terms of like monster designs and stuff dude there's people are like this kind of looks like this pokemon of course it does there are 1200 pokemon some are bound to look like other things i have a bag of garbage in my trash can that looks like one of the pokemon okay garbador is literally a garbage bag like <laughs> like yeah. they got a teacup my son puts a bag on his head every day. Does that mean he's going to be that uh, Pokemon that puts a bag over his head because he's too ugly? No, <laughs> you know, uh, and 
you know, I'm not trying. We're just poking fun a little bit here at the question, but like, I mean, Digimon, I mean, if, if this was going to happen, Nintendo would have gone after Digimon in the nineties, right? Mm -hmm. Like these, this, these types of games are going to exist, whether Nintendo wants them to or not. And if they're good or not, that's up to the developer, right? Um, Yeah. In terms of AI, though, I know they're using AI art just like everybody else. And I want I'm wondering how many games you're playing right now who use AI art that just hasn't made it public. Right. Especially indie games. Um, You know, small teams using uh, AI art to generate assets and art palettes because they are a small team and need all the help they can get. Right. So I'm not. I, I I'm not as big of a of a I'm not against AI art in some in some to some extent, right? Like I'm not opposed to it in certain situations. Um I do, however, like if you're a, a team like you know, Square Square Enix is getting some blowback because foam stars uses some ai art for album covers right Mm -hmm. and you know whatever it's an album cover that you probably could have paid a graphic designer you know a couple thousand dollars to design for you and then call it a day right and they went through mid journey and probably paid like a hundred dollars to use it to generate some designs right but like Sure, if you're worried over about a couple thousand dollars like Square Enix was, maybe there's other other issues <laughs> other issues. Um but I think like I think there are ways AI art can be implemented in smart ways and ways that aren't that it it's just I don't know, man. I I don't really know how to explain it. I know what I mean and I know how I feel, but I can't explain it with AI art. I think it's okay in some areas. I think it's not okay in other areas. Uh, so also with them using AI art, if it's a, how big is this team? I don't know anything about this team that made this game. I mean, neither. It's just, it's just a game that dropped and it became popular because everybody was like, it's Pokemon with guns. And, you know, it's that simplicity of ex- explaining or, understanding or comprehension i should say for some people that it got popular and everything and then all of this talk about the game uh came up because hmm. i think it was i think xbox promoted it for one of, for one of their presentations i think try to look how big? How many developers? More. Um, how big is the team? Why doesn't it just tell me how big the team is? Um, I'm assuming someone from overseas, though. So. Um, the game was revealed in 2021. doesn't say how big the team is anywhere so i don't know um i don't know how big the team is it doesn't say anything it's made on unreal engine 4 though i wonder if this game will i wonder if they'll try to put it on switch or if they think nintendo will come after them if they do that i think they probably would 
how I want to know how many developers there are at the studio. It's really bugging me now. Um, but anyways, you know, I, I think um, I look, I think this game is getting a lot of hate because it's popular. And if you like it, you like it. If not, guess what? You don't have to play it if you don't want to support it. It's more that people are trying to defend the Pokemon company. I mean, because they whatever. feel like it's the play Pokemon. Off. If you're going to defend the Pokemon company, buy Pokemon. Like, don't don't play this. Play Pokemon. They're not even the same game. Because they have cute animals means they're the same game. No. Okay. It's the fact that you captured them and used them for for job, like to to mine resource. I I get that you catch them and and but you don't use them to fight other. I mean, I guess you could, but like, you know what I mean? You use them to collect resources and build towns and 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 do jobs for you. And, you know, you you're building a sweatshop of monsters. Essentially, you're not like going to win gym badges and, you know, become the pal world champion or whatever. Right. You know, Um, I don't know, man. I, I think everybody just. Whatever you want to defend Pokemon buy Pokemon. Guess what? The last Pokemon game sold almost 20 million units. I don't it is think still that, selling. I, I don't think po- the Pokemon company is hurting right. from this game. And that game is still selling. And I bet you and I bet you <sighs> this game probably even helped Pokemon even more because it's going to be like to show you guys that we're not supporting you. We're going to buy that old game. We're going to buy the Pokemon game. Okay. Yeah. Here go another famous me- listing showing that the game is number five or six on the top 10. Let me read this next question because it has to do exactly what we're about to get into, I think. Um, One True James asks, will Nintendo take legal action? Previous, uh, previously, the Pokemon company lawyers are su- uh, surprised it hasn't happened yet and believe it is a matter of time. Power World is also produced by another Japanese company, which improves Nintendo's chances in a court as Japan does not have a parity clause. While Power World may use may have plagiarized and stolen content. It hasn't clearly used AI. Uh, the game essentially finished, finished development prior to the commercial AI models being available. The company uh, lead loves AI and wants to use it, but it doesn't seem Power World has at the present. No, uh, I, I mean, this, this they're not going to sue. No, I don't. I don't think Nintendo would win. And I think Nintendo, if they were going to take action, they would have done it already. Right. Yeah. I, I think we would have heard about it already or, you know, they would have done it before this game came out because it was revealed in 2021. Right. So, you, yeah, you, I, don't think I mean, they... you're telling me they're going to wait three years and somebody tried to make the argument that Nintendo usually waits for these games to hit the market. No, they don't. Uh, mm-hmm. There have been plenty of takedowns before. Right. I mean, like, look at AM2R or, you know, some of these Pokemon fan games or the how many Ocarina of Time HD remakes have we seen get taken down? You know, it's it's like, you know, I. Yeah. I think this, this whole a... thing, I think this whole thing personally is is dumb. I think Power World is a game that people are enjoying and I'm glad people are enjoying it. Uh, it's just hitting a different audience. And, you know, Pokemon is a JRPG through and through and this is a crafting survival game with some elements of catching monsters right um i think nintendo see nintendo assist and desist they were 
they would hit them early, like you said. But I think when I think the Pokemon company Nintendo seen this way in advance, so they didn't do nothing about it because like it took three years for the game to come out and everything. And it, I'm like, yeah, it's on console and it's on PC, but it's like Corey said, it's a whole different game. It's a whole different genre and everything. And then Nintendo would have to prove and spend all that money trying to prove to see where the plagiarism and all of that stuff is at. And I think Nintendo's just like, we're not about to waste our money on this. Let them, let them have their fun and everything. And people probably won't even care about Power World by February. I don't care mm-hmm. about that. Let them drop the Metroid Prime 4 trailer. You're going to be talking about that for weeks before you even mention anything for Power World. So Nintendo's not going to yeah. do nothing about it. Look, also Nintendo fans and Pokemon fans are going to forget all about this the next time Pokemon gets revealed, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're probably going to forget about it in a two weeks. Two weeks. I give it two weeks before Pokemon fans stop arguing about this game. I give it to Sunday. <laughs> Jeez. All right, we're moving on to our next question. It comes from uh, Stephanie Klimov, uh, our friend and our 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 cohort here at Boss yes. Rush. Nintendo announced pink Joy-Con uh, for the new Princess Peach game with the Switch 2 in the near future. Does this suggest the Joy-Con w- could be compatible with the new console, or is it more likely Nintendo is just pulling another money grab? Uh, it's probably going to be compatible, but I don't think it's going to be where it connects to the system. Um, it might be it's like be like a Wii remote situation. It seems. I bet. I, I was I was thinking about that, like the Joy-Con handler handle. Uh, mm-hmm. like I think it'll be you could use the Joy Cons in that manner, and then they'll have a different controller setup. I think that I think Nintendo's gonna do a different controller setup because they're gonna be like, look, if we could get if we could find something that had not give us drift in the controls, we'll still be we'll use that, and then if people still want to use their Joy Cons and stuff, that's another option for the system that they could uh, add on or use and stuff. Kind of like the Xbox, how you can use Xbox One controllers for Series X or S. Like, uh-huh. um, I could see that happening for their next console. But I think Nintendo's going to do uh, a brand new control scheme and set up for the controller. Yeah. I kind of feel like this might be a little column A in terms of Nintendo just is putting something out to get people excited for this game and hopefully make some money off of it. Right. Mm-hmm. But also maybe column B is a, you know, it could be compatible and that's just a happy accident. Right. Cause I think, I think when you look back at stuff, when you look at, especially Nintendo's last two home consoles and all of their handhelds to an extent, their last, com- their last console is compatible in some way with their next console. Right. Yes. You look at the you look at the Wii U, the Wii remotes and nunchucks were all compatible with the Wii U. You look at the Wii, you know, your GameCube controllers could be used on there, right, with certain games and with GameCube games. Um and then obviously like the 3DS, you could play DS games, the DS you could play Game Boy Advance games, Game Boy Advance you could play Game Boy and Game Boy Color games, right? So um their I version imagine the, their version of backwards compatibility everybody. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, you're right. Uh, but I would imagine 
that ex- the Switch accessories, especially with how many Joy-Cons they've sold and how many Pro Controllers they've sold, will have to be compatible to some extent with the next console. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I also... Uh, <laughs> Speaking of the next console, Ed, I did I did hear something today really interesting on a on a podcast. Um, that's some insiders. No, it was Digital Foundry actually. Were saying that like Nintendo's next console, like they're going to have to use some sort of like um high capacity cartridges almost, and if they mm-hmm. go back to cartridges that. Um, they hope everybody's preparing to pay a little bit more money for that. Um, so we'll see, but yeah, man, I, I, I hope the pro controllers are compatible because I have five of them. (laughs) (laughs) I just, uh, look, man, he's Xenoblade one. This has been my, this has been my go-to controller for five years, man. I paid a premium for this controller. I love this controller. Like I've used it so much that, you know how, like when you get a new switch pro controller, it has a little bit of a grippy grip on the, on the handles. Dude, these, these grippy grips are gone. It's, it's smooth as butter down here. Okay. I, 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 I left it and switched to the, uh, golden master hunter one. Like Mm. this is like now my primary one. I um, I love the Xenoblade two controller. I'm shocked they didn't make a Xenoblade three controller. To be honest, oh, I would have bought I, that too. I would have bought that one. Yeah, Xenoblade. By the way, series I'm going to play this year. I'm going to play the whole thing this year. So, watch out. Get ready for Xenoblade Chronicles three story though. <sighs> yeah, right. I'll tell I'll tell you how it is in like 2027 when I finally wow. get there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> wow our next our next two questions are music questions ed which you know how awesome i am at, at talking about music uh our friend matt uh via discord uh matthew keel asks uh what music are you digging lately ed i'll let you talk about music um uh, so i'm still <laughs> i'm still on a chill hop vibe um listening to um uh is this uh it was it was an indie game that that came out that I brought on Xbox that um got with chill hop music and they took their soundtrack and made it like into like relaxing chill hop music um which is really really good uh also I kind of been listening to Eminem's uh uh, music to be murdered by. Um, mm. I've I've heard it before already. I brought it when it came out, but I've been uh listening to like different tracks and reactions to it. Um, and stuff. Uh, kind of being like in a you know lost girl group uh albums, like albums that never got released, but they got songs out on YouTube. So I've been listening like, to Rich Girl is one of them. Uh, which is one that I love. Um, been listening to some old JoJo music. Um, with a mix of her new stuff. Uh, so that's what I kind of been listening to. Um, and pretty much just like looking for some. I've, I've been looking for some uh, kind of like 
mashups of video game music uh, or covers and stuff. So that's what I've been looking for, been looking forward to, uh, or looking for, I should say. And last but not least, I've been listening to Katy Perry also. Um, mm. Some of her teenage dream music and like other albums that I've been listening to. So on the music front, yeah, I'm kind of a little bit old, uh, listen to a little bit older stuff and uh, my chill hop stuff, um, you know, digging uh, some of that and everything. Nice. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't really listen to music. I don't. I know that's weird. And I know people roll their eyes when I say that. But I really don't listen to music. I am a podcast person. I get in the mood sometimes to listen to to like songs from way back in the day every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't happened. I can't tell you the last time I listened to music. I really can't. Um, and oh. so, like, I don't have a Spotify account. I don't subscribe to Apple Music. I don't. I don't have any of that stuff. Like, oh. I'm a podcast person. Uh, of the Circle is the is the uh, chill hop mix that they did. Um, I actually been listening to Forza Horizon Four soundtrack on youtube like the radio stations without the uh without so much as uh, as the announcers and stuff or dj host but i've been listening to that because because I, I was just like man they got all of these stations and i haven't heard them all so i've been going back and listening to all of their music and every time i hear uh there's a song that they do play at my job that makes me want to be like I need to throw Horizon Four. It's just drive around while I listen to the song. So yeah, that's what I've been listening to. Hmm. Nice. Look at you. Look at you. Um, <coughs> mm, gross. Uh, for me, or for our next question, uh, comes from Delvin Cox via Twitter. Which musicians would make good video game characters? Well, Delvin, if you turn on Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> they have had artists such as Eminem, Ariana Grande, The Weeknd, and probably some other people that I don't know who they are. <laughs> uh, I put, the Ninja Turtles uh, are also in there if you want a real musical act. Uh, tank. Go Ninja Go Ninja Go. Right, Tank would be a good one. I think he'd probably be like a good villain or someone to play in a beat 'em up game. Uh, I think Nicki Minaj. Well, she's been in Call of Duty. Yeah, she's uh, a Call of Duty man. Uh, I think. Uh, let's see. Um, Utada. She's been in. She's the singer in Kingdom Hearts thing. Um. Oh man, Kingdom Hearts has a great soundtrack though. I actually would I actually could see a black style. I could see a black style version of Zelda and Janet Jackson is like one of the fairies or one of the goddesses in there. Um like Shocker Edwin to Edwin to Janet Jackson. Like I love Janet. Uh 
you know, it it would be cool. Like Janet Jackson, like she's the mother of Earth Force, the mother of the Triforce, and you know she got three daughters that she split into, uh, and um, you know they represent courage, wisdom, and uh, what is it? And dance moves. And dance moves. Wow. <laughs> uh, but I can see Janet and power. And power. I could I could see that. Um, that be some people might say that's the weirdest version of Zelda <laughs> in a sense, but like Janet Jackson in the Zelda game, like I could I could see that happening. Um, wow, wow, let's see. Uh, Katy Perry probably could do a noir thriller style game, probably. Oh, that's what's her. Um, Man, uh, uh, I know there's some dance artists like who who do Look, EDM and everything. Well, all I'm saying is that Fifty Cent Blood in the Sand was a great Gears of War ripoff. That's all I'm saying. I'm shocked that's not available to buy. Why? It's dude. Do you know how many licensing agreements they have to go through just to put that on backwards compatibility? <laughs> it's yeah, it's not happening. Uh, the physical edition of that game, though, costs a ton of money. I know it sold well. Uh, I just never got to play it. Yeah, it was a great Gears of War ripoff. It was, it was awesome, actually. I know Snoop Dogg was supposed to have his own open world game, too. Snoop the Loop. Uh, Charter's Gambino probably would be a good one. Uh, to be in the video game, um, DJ Premier should be like an Echo too. Uh, was it Echo? No, it was an Echo. What was that one hip hop game that? Uh, mm. Mark Echo's dance, like get up and dance or whatever. That one, I think, I think so, but it was like he it was where you like, can make your own like music videos. No, it was uh, it was almost like a hip hop version of um, of Infamous. You got me. I have no idea. You got me. I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mark Echoes getting up. Contest under pressure. Yeah, sure. That. Yep. That's what I thought. Or like DJ... I, I would say like DJ Premier uh, doing something like Jet Set Radio or something like that. Hmm. Uh. Cause like okay. the licensed music, like in Grand Theft Auto games, like uh, yeah, hmm. uh, Crystal Waters, and like a mm, Crystal Waters actually being a character in the Streets of Rage game, or like a background character. So she's singing songs of her old hits and so dance hits while people are beating folks up in the club. I, I could see that happening. Crystal Waters. Mm. Okay. 
Uh, and who would do uh, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker? Like, I wonder who would do a part two to that. By the way, did you see that video going around where somebody modded Michael Jackson from Moonwalker into uh, Super Mario Brothers? No, I did not. You got to look it up. It's pretty funny. I almost sent it to you the other day, but I got distracted. But it's pretty funny. Dude, it's so funny. And like every time he gets a power up, he like his suit changes colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and wow. like it's it's pretty funny. Yeah. I recommend so, looking it up. So that would be my, uh, my answer. Hmm. Uh, uh, Corey, is that it? That's no. We have uh, a couple more questions here. Kevin Flevin via Twitter says, uh, "Knowing what you know now, if you could go back, if you could use a time machine to go back and buy one video game item when it was released at retail and bring it back with you." What would you get? Oh, dang. Uh, Zelda Switch Pro Controller. Um, <laughs> uh, man, I, I, know, I know Neo Geo, the original one, would have been it uh, with a controller. Um, if I was going to go back, um, I know definitely Suica did would have been one. Um uh, Soul Calibur 2 would have been one. I would have bought uh, every single copy of Earthbound and sold it to all you idiots. <laughs> wow. Um, in the trash bin at Toys R Us. Oh, wow. Um, you guys I aren't probably, idiots. We love you. I'm just I probably, I definitely would have got Snatcher. I would have got a Sega CD, a Sega Genesis, the Sega C- Genesis CD collector, collection and bought Snatcher. But like video game wise, Snatcher would have been my number one. Hmm. I would have got the Zelda CDI games because I think that would have been that would be interesting to have those. No, you would have got the Fire Emblem game from your GameCube. Yeah, I did have it. I left it. Now it's gone. I don't Rip. Know. Yeah, if anybody out there selling GameCube games, uh, you know. <laughs> I'll trade you a PlayStation 5 for your GameCube collection. <laughs> <laughs> I'll even throw in the extra controller. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I don't know. Uh, our last question comes from Seamus the Kilted Gamer. Will we ever see another original Mario RPG game? I think if we see one, it'll be in the uh, form of Mario and Luigi. I uh, I think we, they will see probably in the form of Paper Mario. I think. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know what I mean. It's but it, but anything like if, if you're talking about like Super Mario RPG kind of style, we won't see that. Yeah. Uh, because right now, it's only like the big well-known names is Atlas and Square Enix for RPGs and stuff. Um. Nep, Nep, not Nepco. Uh, the people who do the ease games, and maybe someone who does the trials, uh, trials in the sky games and stuff like that. They're big, they're good, but they're still niche. Not a lot of people will try them, and I think Nintendo could give Bandai Nepco something else to work on. But, um, 
as for a traditional Super Mario like style RPG, uh, it's going to be between Mario Luigi or pretty much Paper Mario. And I'm leaning more to Paper Mario because Nintendo has more control uh, with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say that it's probably going to come in the form of Paper Mario or Mario and Luigi, although it seems Paper Mario may be the more favored at this point. Um, it just really seems like that Mario and Luigi just doesn't seem like it's going to come back in a major way anytime soon, which is sad. Uh, I would argue that those have been the better games in recent memory, but also you got to do what's popular, man. Yeah, I think they, I think they will bring Paper Mario, uh, not Paper Mario, uh, Mario Luigi back. I think they just got to f- get the writing together and get the right team and find the right time to release it and everything. Um, yeah, maybe not release it a year and a half after your hit new console comes out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or you know, switch gears and maybe put it on the new console instead of the dying old console that nobody wants to play anymore. Yeah. Just throwing that out there, guys. Free one. That's a layup for you. Anyways, that's all I got, Ed. All right. Well, Corey, that's going to be it for Nintendo Power Block. Hope you guys are playing some great Nintendo games. I hope you did pick up some uh, Nintendo games on sale and uh, that you look forward to the Nintendo Direct. It's getting close to February. And yeah, by the way, just to give everybody a heads up, I'm taking my laptop with me uh, on vacation. So if a Nintendo Direct does happen, Ed and I can record something small, at least for a direct recap show. And then uh, on top of that, if whatever that first show back is, if one happens uh, the week I'm gone, we will also cover it. So, um, yeah, I my bet would be the week after I come home would be the this, Nintendo Direct. Yeah, because I think they'll probably do like um, there. There'll probably be like a shuttle drop. Uh, some game like a remaster or something and like they'll probably do that digital game first version first and then do the uh physical later down the line and stuff sorry about that everybody but um yeah so everybody have a great week have a great weekend let us know what you would get if you went back in time to get a video game um to bring back now like i i would love to know um and yeah let us know what you've been listening to i'm always interested in the music um that you guys are listening to or something i should check out um, with that everybody have a great week have a great weekend and we'll see you next time on the tinder pop block bye everybody Woo-hoo! goodbye if you want to see how you can become a Patreon producer, head on over to patreon.com slash bossrushnetwork. The Patreon producers for this month are Adriel Munger, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santilin, and Todd Oxtra. Thanks for your continued support of the Boss Rush Network and our family of podcasts.